If you would turn, please, in the scriptures, go to Revelation, the 11th chapter. Revelation 11, and also we'll be going to Revelation 22. These have been our main texts. On this series, we began a few weeks ago, we're calling Receiving a Full Reward. Receiving a Full Reward. In Revelation 17, 11, it says, We give you thanks, O God, excuse me, O Lord God Almighty, which are and was and are to come, because you have taken to you your great power and have reigned. And the nations were angry, and your wrath has come in the time of the dead that they should be judged. And that you should give reward. Everybody say give reward. Give reward reward to your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them that destroy the earth. There's coming a time after this that there will be an accounting And there will be a judging of those that have done evil and rebelled against God. And they will get their just reward, which is punishment. And there will be a giving of good reward to all who believed in the Lord and who chose him and pursued his will and his ways. And here he says, that you should give reward to your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear your name, small and great. So he starts with the prophet, which is one of the highest levels of the Lord's ministries. And then he talks about the small. This might be, you know, level-wise of ministry, not that they're inferior to the person. It's just talking about what's being accomplished in the ministry Somebody maybe that got saved just a few days ago. But you know, if you got saved three days ago, but you're doing everything you know to do what the Lord's directed you to do, and the trumpet sounds, well, you're going to get reward. Right? (laughs) And uh, so he's saying from the prophet, all the saints, small and great. Is he talking about everybody that believes God? Everybody will receive a reward. Go with me to the 22nd chapter, Revelation 22 and verse 12. 22, 12 says, the Lord says, and this is the end of the, uh, the book, the, the end of the Bible, some of the very last words the Lord has spoken to us in the written revelation. He said, behold, I come quickly. Is it true? Yes. So, well, that was a, uh, That was, what, 2,000 years ago. Yeah, two days. God time. And if you said this is going to happen soon, and it happened within a week, you wouldn't be exaggerating, would you? That's soon. Well, the Bible said with the Lord, a 1,000 years is like a day. And so um, that's just been two days. If it happens within the week, we still got 3,000 years to go. It's a matter of perceiving time, and we're the ones whose perception of time is skewed. 
because we've only been around such a tiny amount of time. You know, you're already detecting it. If you've been around 50 years, 80 years, you don't see a year like a five-year-old would see a year, <laughs> right? You know, a five-year-old, when's it going to happen? And you tell them next year. You might as well say next millennia. Is that right? Next year, it's like, you know, it's most only because they've been around only for five years. And how much of that do they remember? But when you've been around for 50 and 60 and 70 and 80, well, what if, what if you'd been around for 100,000 years? What would a year seem like to you? What if you'd been around for billions of years? You begin to see your perception changes of time. And so he is coming soon. You can be sure of that. And another thing, uh, right now is, is later than it's ever been. We're on the cutting edge of this thing. But he said, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. Now, for him to say this, it must be a significant thing to him that he's bringing his reward with him. And if it's a significant thing to him, he's telling us, I've got my reward with me. That should mean something to us. And if it doesn't, then I need to preach and teach some more on it. And we need to get stirred up. Come on, say it out loud. He's coming quickly. And he's bringing our reward. Are you excited about this? We should be stirred. We should be stirred. He said, I'm bringing my reward with me to give every man according to how? Not just, you know, distribution, equal distribution, but to every man according to what? His work shall be according as his work shall be. When I was out of the country a few months ago, uh, the Lord ministered to me about this. Uh, is why I came back later and started teaching and preaching on it. And he gave me this phrase. He said, I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me distinctly, our righteousness is not based on what we do. Our reward is. Our righteousness, our right standing with the Lord is not based on what we do. It's based on what Jesus did. I'm saved, not because of my good works and not in spite of my, and in spite rather of my mistakes. I'm not saved. I'm not in right standing with God. I'm not going to heaven because of what I do. But my reward is based not on what you did, but what I did. Is it true or not? And it's not just dispersed equally because equal reward is not fair. Now you may have to think about this a little bit, but I've already taught on this and, and, and actually that's the title of uh, one of the previous messages, Equal or Fair. And you go online, you can watch it, listen to it, it won't cost you anything. You can get caught up with us. 
But the, uh, the reward that the Lord gives is not just equally distributed, and it is not automatic, and it is not just based on the redemptive work of Christ. The redemptive work is why we have an opportunity to do it and all the resources to do it, but the reward's going to be according as our works have been, what we've done. Our righteousness is not based on what we do. Our reward is. Now go with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter, please. Matthew chapter 10. And uh, if it's been a while since you shouted, go ahead and tune your shouter up. Get it, get it ready, because I'm telling you, there's some things here that if you see it, it'll make you want to shout. Matthew, the 10th chapter. The Lord is a rewarder of those that seek him. He, it pays to seek and serve God. You believe that? It pays in this life. And it really pays <laughs> later on in the life to come. In Matthew, the 10th chapter, if you read this entire chapter, a whole lot of it is about... Well, it begins with Jesus uh, calling the 12 disciples and sending them out. And he talks about people receiving them or not receiving them. It helps to get the context rather than just pull a verse out. He's talking about receiving, being received, not being received. And he sent them. And uh, he, he said what would happen with people that received them and their words and their ministry, good things, and what would happen if people didn't receive them, not good things. And it sums up here at the end of the chapter, verse 40, Jesus said, Matthew 10, 40, he that receives you receives me. He that receives me receives him that sent me. The Lord is very big on delegation. And uh, do you remember when Saul, who later became Paul, met Jesus in that vision on the road? And uh, what did the master say to him? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou my Christians? No. Why persecute? Why are you persecuting my people? No. My Christian? No. Why are you persecuting me? Me. And yet, he wasn't doing it to Jesus personally, physically, and yet to the Master he is. He said, "You're you're doing that to me." And then the Lord said concerning several other things. Concerning visiting people, feeding people, are not doing it. He said, inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And if you didn't do it to them, you didn't do it to me. Because he was telling them that he, he would say later on, thank you for feeding me, visiting me, helping me, clothing me. And that they would say, when did we see you? When did we ever feed you? 
When did we ever give you anything? He said, because you did it to them. You did it for them and they're mine. And you do it to mine, you did it to me. You know, Phyllis and I have talked about this sometime. If you want to really score points with people, bless their kids. Is that right? I mean, a lot of times it, it means a lot more to them than if you did something for them. Because you did something for theirs. You, you helped their child when they had need. Or when they were in danger or something. Man uh, you know if the situations are even reasonably right. Uh, you got a friend forever. <laughs> in those parents. Or grandparents. And uh, God is a father. Best father who's ever been. And you do something for his child. He takes it personally. And when it comes to doing something for him personally, you can praise him, you can worship him, but, you know, we're, we're talking about the clean team. The streets of glory don't need to be clean. And, uh, you know, the Lord doesn't, he's not hungry. He, he doesn't need you to fix him a sandwich. And, and, uh, <laughs> and he doesn't need money. He doesn't need U.S. dollars, but his kids do. His people do. Come on, can you see this? And in doing something for them, he takes personally. Personally. And ministry is definitely this way. He said, let's read it again. Verse uh, 40. Jesus, And this is talking about the 12. And then later on, he sent 70. And then that expanded on the day of Pentecost. And it, it, it includes... A lot of people today. He that receives you. Receives me. Jesus says. And he that receives me. Receives him that sent me. That's talking about the father. The father sent Jesus. Jesus sent these twelve. And then the seventy. And, and us. All of us. Verse 41. He that receives a prophet. In the name. Of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. <laughs> and he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. So obviously there's a difference between a prophet's reward and a righteous man's reward, but they're both good. Read the next verse, verse 42. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones, and that can also refer to, to young ones, a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. So this is not a prophet. This is not a, a righteous man that's developed or matured in righteousness or woman. This is a young one who's chosen to follow the Lord. This is that three-day-old one we were talking about. Got saved three days ago. But has decided they're going to live for the Lord. <laughs> and are on that journey. Verily I say to you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. There's reward for something as simple and small as giving a new believer a glass of water. Do we believe this or not? 
You see what I mean about getting your shouter tuned up? Because there are some very significant things here. Our God is so big and so vast, and yet he keeps up with the smallest details. He knows the number of the hairs on your head, and that changes more often than daily. You don't keep up with them. you got no idea. What does that prove? He cares more about you than you do. You don't appreciate your hair enough to count each one. (laughs) I guess you get old enough, maybe it gets easier, you know. (laughs) Especially a lot of us guys, you know, there's not as many as there used to be. but, But still, you see what we're talking about? I I don't keep up with that. You don't keep up with that. God does. So it shouldn't shock us that he has a permanent record. (laughs) And we'll never forget every cup of water you gave to somebody that was his because they're his and because you loved him and them. You didn't. Now notice. You're not talking about a reward just because you gave a cup of water to somebody who was thirsty. Now, he didn't say that. This is not just about meeting a need. It's because of whose they are. Oh, come on, can you see this? And the principle is what we got posted up on top of the, the platform here. Those who honor the Lord, what's going to happen? So you, yeah, you gave that cup of water because they needed a cup of water, but there was a lot more going on there. You did it because of whose they are. And you did it not just for them, you did it out of respect for the one they serve. You did it because of him, because of whose young one they are. (laughs) It's not just a young, some newbie trying to find their way. No, that's God's baby. And if God's baby needs a cup of water, we got to be getting God's baby some water. Well, back up. See, he he draws a, a range here from a prophet who would be one of the most developed, highest level of ministry in the kingdom. To a righteous man in the middle here, not a minister, just a, somebody that's walking with the Lord right, and a newbie, a young one who just getting started in this. Well, if it's true that there's no way, Jesus said, you lose your reward over this cup of water to the newbie, well, then is it true concerning helping a righteous man do what they need to do? Is it true concerning helping a prophet? Accomplish what God told them to do. Two big things. We'll we'll see. Let me read this from another translation or two. And it will begin to come out. The uh, Weymouth translation. Says it like this. Whoever receives you. Receives me. Whoever receives me. Receives him who sent me. 
Everyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet. Did you hear that? He says that instead of saying in the name of a prophet. But it's saying the same thing. You're receiving them because they're the Lord's prophet. You could say it like that. You'll receive what? (laughs) I told you there's something to shout You'll receive what? (laughs) No. No. Huh? Yes. Hmm. Everyone who receives a righteous man because he's a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink because he is a disciple. Not because just because he needs water. Because of whose he is. Who he represents. Who he's following. I solemnly tell you. This is right out of Jesus mouth. The head of the church. I solemnly tell you. That he will not lose his reward. Somebody say glory to God. Say it out loud. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Now listen to these couple of translations. This is good news. And today's English. And more than one say it like this. Whoever welcomes God's messenger. Other translations say whoever entertains and or honors. Now that would be entertain would mean to host, to receive, to take care of. God's messenger because, this is the good news translation, because he is God's messenger will share in his reward. Whoever welcomes a good or righteous man will share in his reward. Now listen to the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. And I just, you know, I had to look at this a couple of times myself. But that's what it says. It says what it says. Anyone who receives you receives me. Now Peter wasn't Jesus. Did you hear that or not? Peter and John, James, Bartholomew, they're not Jesus. And yet, when they came to town, roughness and all, imperfections and all, and they said, uh, the Lord has sent us here to preach to you. Jesus said, if they receive you, they received me. And if they receive me, they receive the Father who sent me. He said, and, excuse me, verse 41 though rather, if you receive a prophet, this is the New Living Translation, if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. Now, yeah? Oh, yeah? Not the same reward. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you'll be given the same reward as a prophet. If you receive a righteous people because of their righteous people, you'll be given a reward like theirs. Amen. A reward like theirs. If you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you'll surely be rewarded. 
And I began to think about it. I thought, now Lord, I, that's what you said. But I want to say this right, because I've heard a lot of different things along these lines. But the Lord said, he just brought it up to me. He said, can you do what I've called you to do without help? I said, uh-uh. No. He said, well, if you couldn't get it done without their help, and they help you do it, why shouldn't they share an equal reward? Because it wouldn't have been done. Why, why shouldn't they get the same part of that same reward? Because the, the ministry would not have been accomplished. A bunch of people sold into this church facility. Right? A bunch of people sold into these cameras and this internet gear and all these things. We could not be having service. I could not be teaching and preaching this. Is that right? Without all this. If you didn't have it, if it hadn't been given, this ministry would not have happened. If it wouldn't have happened, now it happened where it wouldn't have happened, whoever helped it happen. Whoever, this is a big deal. Whoever was a part and helped it happen should get the same reward. Because it wouldn't have happened without them. (laughs) Even if you're one of a million, still, it took all of you. Is that right? Took all of you to get it done. So, You should, it's only right, it's only fair that you should get the same reward. Can you see why the Lord, one of the last things he said is, I'm coming. I'm coming quickly. Guess what I got? (laughs) I got your reward right where, and the problem is why you hadn't been so excited. You don't know what he's talking about. You, you, you don't know what he's talking about. You're, you're, you're thinking, well, yeah, you know, I, oh, yeah, you know, Brother Oral Roberts, and Billy Graham, and uh, yeah, you know, Kenneth Hagin, and, and all these guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could not have done what they did without a lot of people. Is that right? Praying, working, giving, believing. Is that right? And so if it took that to get that done, they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of people shocked. They're going to see some of these great men and women and the reward they receive, they're going to ooh and ah, and then it's going to come to them and they're going to get a reward and they're going, huh? Well, that's just, that's just, that's just, and then the Lord said, I told you, I told you, I had Keith preach on it. <laughs> I told you, you get the same Reward. You get the same. (laughs) Why? Because they couldn't have done it without you. Now I have to have to season that. If you would have refused to obey, God would have used somebody else. But there had to be somebody to help. Partners are a big deal. You know, in, in I believe it's Philippians 1 7, 
Paul said uh, to his part, Philippians is so obvious, it's a partner letter. He's writing to people who have given regularly into his ministry and helped him. And he said that he, he had, he said, I have you in my heart because uh, you are partakers of my grace. Why? Because in Philippians here, he talks about that there were cases where they were the only ones that sowed into his ministry during this time. Well, that's not right because there's churches in Colossae and Corinth and Ephesus. There's several churches that's under him and nobody sent him anything during all this time when he's starting these other churches and doing all these things in prison part of the time. It's important to obey God when he deals with you. Because sometimes you're the only one who does. A lot of people could have. But they didn't. But he's. uh, And and this is also you know. This builds up to chapter 4. Where he says you know I've received what you've sent. I've got everything. I'm abounding. And I want you to know my God. Same God that met my needs. Is going to supply all your needs. According to. To his riches and glory. And in that same fourth chapter. He says not because I desire a gift. I've learned how you know. To be content no matter what situation I'm in. He didn't lose his joy. If he didn't have food to eat. He's got the victory. Come on can you see that. That's a mature Christian. Right. He said but I desire fruit. That may abound to your account. Huh. Fruit that may abound to your account. Oh, friends, if we, the Lord told me this actually decades ago. He said, if you, he said, Keith, if you really understood what partnership and accomplishing the will of God and reward is and will be, he said, you'd liquidate stuff. <laughs> you'd sell stuff. You, you'd do all kind of things to see what you could put into the kingdom and the works of God. And we begin to see that here right now because he said, you receive a prophet because they're my prophet as one who speaks for me. You'll receive a prophet's reward. And we don't know much about that, but it must be something or the head of the church wouldn't bring it up. He doesn't exaggerate. And when some of one of the last words How many know the phrase, I'm coming, is big? I'm coming quickly. Is that a big phrase? That's big. And the sentence is not over. What he couples with that is, and I got my reward with me. Reward, we're going to see this later. Reward is not just a little tin foil trophy. (laughs) Whee! Did you get one? Yeah, I got one. (laughs) Got my reward. No, 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 no. Reward has to do with place, authority, possessions, eternal place, eternal position, eternal possessions. A place of ruling and reigning with him. It's not going to be evenly distributed. 
Some will be over five cities. Some will be over ten. Do you remember what scripture I'm quoting here and talking about? So it's not equal, but it's fair. And it's right. Somebody say praise God. Put up Mark 9.41, please, and you'll see I like for Scripture to define other Scripture. Instead of saying, in the name, the Lord says it like this in Mark, Mark's account, Mark 9.41, whoever will give you a cup of water to drink, not just because you're thirsty, in my name, why? Because you belong to to Christ. You see why I keep using that phrase? Because in Matthew he says in the name of, here he says because you belong to. They mean the same thing. Because you belong to Christ, verily I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. Now, I think I need to interject this. Sometimes people have gotten a hold of this and They believe it, they get excited, but then they want to help people the way they want to help them. So they come and say, here, got your cup of water. And you might say, I don't want no water right now. (laughs) Yeah, but I want the reward, so here. (laughs) That's a wrong heart. That's a wrong attitude. You don't help people the way you want to help them. Because that's not real help. You help them the way they want you to help them. That requires a word that is considered a cuss word in our generation. Submission. See what I said? You who? Not the S word. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. If you never submit to anybody, you don't submit to God either. You just don't. You imagine that you do, but there's never any proving of it. There's never any demonstration of it. It's just like love. It's just like faith. Remember the Lord said, if you say you love God, but you don't love your brother, you're lying, he said. You're lying about it. And the same thing is true with these other things. Well, y'all didn't lose your joy just over that one phrase, did you? Come on, hang in. I'm just saying, you just deciding you want to do something for somebody so you can get some reward, that ain't it. That ain't it. It needs to be choreographed by the Lord. I know the first uh, 20 years, 20 plus years of Phyllis and my ministry was based on uh, three words. Three words. <laughs> I, the Lord had gotten us to Rama Bible Training Center, Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry. And I was there for a month and was going to healing school and prayer school in the afternoons. And I was sitting there and Brother Hagin was up on the platform himself teaching in the healing school. And about a month into this, maybe two the Lord spoke to me as I sat there. I don't mean I heard a voice, but very distinctly. He said, help Brother Hagin. Help Brother Hagin. Well, 
Brother Hagin didn't know me. <laughs> and there are lots of us little uh, wet behind the ears, first year students running around. Hundreds of us, you know, I guess thousands, all of us put together. And I didn't know how could I help him, but I knew it was the Lord. We thought we'd go one year and get some training and go home, help at the church. We really did. And at the end of, you know, after being there a couple of months, I kept thinking, I knew that was the Lord. Help Brother Hagin. Help Brother Hagin. And I looked around. They got all this staff. He, got, he looks to me like he's got a lot of help. What's that got to do with it? What did the Lord tell me? Check and see if Brother Hagin has plenty of help. No. What what did he say? Help Brother Hagin. Well, I thought, well, how can I help him? I don't have any money. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about ministry. How can I help him? But then just weeks after that, they said, we're going to start having uh, sessions after the service in the adjoining room where if people want to, uh, if they need to have prayer for salvation or healing or some of these things, there'll be, you know, students that can get with them. Does anybody want to do that? I thought, and the Lord quickened me, Brother Hagin needs help. Come on, can you see that? We, we tend to try to make things too personal and not see the big picture. Brother Hagin didn't know me. He didn't need to know me at that time. The Lord didn't say, you know, work on Brother Hagin getting to know you. <laughs> see if you can get to know him. Amen. Do you see? Why do I say that? Because folks get off track. They, they miss the mark. They, they're trying to do all these different things. What did the Lord tell me? Help Brother Hagin. I, I can help Brother Hagin and him not know who I am. That's right. Is that right? Yes, if it's really something that's helping him. And by this verse we just got through reading, what's going on here? If he couldn't do it without help, and I'm part of helping him get done, what's going to happen? Come on, what's going on? I'm going to get this because the work wouldn't have been done without the help. I'm not saying I'm the only one that could have done the help. We know if I'd have rebelled and not listened, God could have used somebody else, but I did listen. So I am part of it. I didn't know that then, but I just wanted to obey God. So, uh, brother, you know, that need help doing this. My hand went up. Okay, so I'm setting up chairs. I'm getting out books. I'm talking to people and, and praying. One thing that surprised me, and I know I've done the same thing, but uh, Brother Hagin would teach and preach for a length of time, and we'd go over there, and, and people would ask me a question that he just got through answering. <laughs> And, and, and I'm thinking, well, he just, and, and finally I realized, no, just tell them like they never heard it before because they didn't hear it. They were there. And so I'm helping Brother Hagin. And then he said, well, we're, we're opening up a new prayer and healing center, you know, and this was the fall, excuse me, spring of 1982, May. And um, we need some people to help set up things. I, and it, that came up in my spirit. Brother Hagin needs help. My hand went up, and in the course of the next few months, I was one of two that was selected to do some things there. 
And then as the months went by, needed help doing this, needed help doing that. I just kept raising my hand. Need help doing this, need help doing One thing led to another. Had somebody asked me one time, they said, how did you believe to be an instructor there at the Bible school? I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Brother Hagin needed help with chairs and books. And years later, they said, we need help teaching in the school. Keith, you, you got it on your heart? And I said, well, yeah. In my, in my mind, I'm thinking, if Brother Hagin needs help. Right. right? And eventually, he needed help, you know, driving the car, singing in, in the service, even preaching in the mornings, and, and us toting the briefcase, and Phyllis going shopping with mom, and uh, you know, appointments and all these kind of things, help, help. A lot of it doesn't sound very spiritual. A lot of it is very natural stuff. But if all of it contributes to the will of God being done, hmm? Brother Hagen's and, and Miss Hagen's rewards got to be big. I mean, there are millions and millions of people all over the planet. There are uh, scores of thousands of churches and ministries and everything and we helped with that oh, are you listening or not we, we, we were a part of helping making that go what, what did the scripture say oh you, you, did you hear that what did the scripture say get the same reward glory be to God Somebody say, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. My, 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 my. You know, there's such a good example of this over in 2 Kings, talking about the prophet's reward. And this reward has to do with the here and now, as well as later and after this life. You remember... In 2 Kings 4, you don't have to turn there, but it says in 2 Kings 4, 8, it fell on a day that Elisha, who's one of the most prominent prophets, he and Elijah, in the scriptures, they passed to Shunem where was a great woman. She constrained him to eat. It was so that often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat bread. So she must have been a pretty good cook. Kept coming back and uh, she said to her husband, Behold, now, look, I perceive that this is a holy man of God that passes by us continually. Not just another preacher passing through. How are they receiving him? Or as a prophet. That's what a real prophet, a real man of God is. The... uh, The NET says, the New English says, look, I'm sure that the man who regularly passes through here is a very special prophet. A prophet. A man of God. Is she and she talking to him, are they receiving him with honor and regard and respect? Not just because of who he is naturally after the flesh, but because of who he represents and who he speaks for. And so she told him, she said, we, let, let's build on to the house. Well, that costs money. 
Let's put an addition on the house. Let's buy some furniture. Let's get a bed. Let's get a, a desk and a chair, lamp. So when he comes here, he can get in there and get quiet and rest. No, no, he didn't ask for this. Did y'all see this? He didn't ask for this. And not long after they built this place and he comes and he, when he's, he's not there all the time, but when he comes through there, he stays with them. Very, very little hotel type accommodation in those days. And so he stays with them, eats with them. He can get back there and get quiet, pray, study. And at one point the Lord said, uh, this woman you're staying with, check on what she needs. That's how the Lord is. You do something for his. That's a, and that's, that's not later on. That's in this life. So he calls his servant and he says, uh, check with this woman. What, what does she need? What does she want? Not just need, want. Uh, she wants me to talk to the king about it. She needs something. And he said, well, uh, they've been wanting a child for years. A baby. Not been able to conceive. And when he told him that, I'm I'm sure the Spirit of God quickened him. That's it. That's it. Call her. Come in. She comes to the door of this bedroom they built on the house. He says, about this time next year, we're going to have a new arrival. (laughs) She said, oh, man of God, don't play with me about that. Now, don't. (laughs) He said, no. No, you watch and see. Sure enough, the desire of their heart. Is that a reward? Would that have happened if they'd have had no time? Or it cost too much to do all this? None of that would have ever come up, never happened. That wasn't the end of it. Later on, the boy died and was raised from the dead. Well, somebody say glory to God. I'd say that's a reward. That's results of a real prophet man of God ministry. Come on can you see that? And not only that. Later on there was such a sore famine in the land. They left. They left their home. Went to another part of the country. But when the famine was over. They came back. But you know they hadn't been there. Everything's been lost. She went to the king. To see about getting her land back. Because they've been gone for, I guess, maybe years. And just so happened. (laughs) Not really. That when she was in the outer room waiting for an audience with the king, the prophet is inside talking to the king, telling the story about the woman whose child was raised from the dead. And somebody said, hey, hey, that woman. She's right out there in the hall. She's out there in the hall. Talk about timing. This is prophet's reward. All of this. And he said, the king said, well, bring her in. Bring her in. I want to see her. And so she came in. And uh, so after they talked about the story, and is that really true? Yeah, yeah. He's big old, you know, strapping 25-year-old man now. Yeah, he's in good shape. Yeah, God just did it for us. Yes, yes, yes. And so... 
He says, well, what, what were you coming for? She said, well, my family's been gone because of the drought and all that. And I want to come back and see about my land. He turns, he says, all of her land is hers. It's secured to hers. Not only that, all the crops that it would have produced in the time they've been gone. You see to it, she gets that too. Is that a reward? For what? Back up, back up, back up. Where did all this start? Where did all this start? Her and her husband. A private conversation between her and her husband and a decision. This is a real man of God. We, we need to support this. We need to get behind this. We, we need to spend the money it takes to provide the place. We, when he comes, we need to buy extra groceries. We need to make it comfortable. We need to make it nice. A desire. And, and how did God take that? Come on, help me. He took it personally. Because he's the one that called Elisha. He's the one that anointed him. He's the one who was directing him. He, it, God was the reason why the man was in that town. And why he was coming through. And them helping facilitate what God was doing in God's mind, they have every right to an equal share of the reward of what was accomplished. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Oh, come on, somebody say glory to God. 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 Praise God. Go ahead, stand on your feet. I could keep going. I think you know that. But stand on your feet. Let's just, some things, they just need to lay in your spirit right where they are. Oh, somebody say, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's lift our hands and uh, our voice. Praise you, Father. We worship you. Thank you for letting us be a part. Thank you for letting us be a part. Thank you for letting us be a part. Come on, just thank him. Say, thank you for letting me be a part. 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 You know, uh, so many people don't do anything for the kingdom. Because they don't have much. That's a big mistake. Big mistake. I uh, heard a woman testimony one time. She was actually uh, bound to a chair. Wheelchair. And in her words, very, very little income. Just subsisting. And she was part of a church. And she, uh, she kept having in her heart, I want to help. I want to I help the church. And, and she didn't have the money. She couldn't go do physical things. And she wasn't able. And, but she kept seeking the Lord. And the Lord pointed out to her she had all these publications and magazines around her house. In, in, the, in her room there. He said, you got all these. You got time. Your hands work. She thought, well, what, 
What? So she began to pick them up and look. There were coupons. <laughs> All kind of coupons in them. 30 cents, 50 cents, 60 cents, a dollar, two. So she began to spend hours a day clipping these coupons, sorting them. She made a file for each family in the church. And she'd put those coupons in that file and she's saving them scores of dollars. Uh, you know, 20 and 30 and 40 dollars sometimes off of their multi-week grocery bill. And she's got to time. If, if you want to, you can give. If you try, if you just seek. And what's the Lord looking at after all? He's looking at your heart. And she got such, she was talking about, she got such joy out of that. She's not just sitting there doing nothing. She's not just sitting there griping and complaining because she don't have a bunch of money. And one thing led to another, led to another. What do you think happens when you start sowing? You're going to start reaping. So she, she began to be able to do more and more. It branched out into other areas. I think it was blankets and, and quilts and, and bed clothes. And, and she just, she's, she's believing and looking for ways to bless families in the church. And God used her. Hallelujah. Close your eyes and lift your hands. Say it out loud. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Show me how to be a blessing. To be a part. What I can do. What I can give. What I can help with. My part to contribute. Help me to realize it. Show me the opportunities. Help me to recognize them, be aware of them, and I'm glad and willing to give. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.